Welcome to the Mikey Bar Show. We interview very influential people around the world and get into the nitty gritty of their careers and their life lessons and insights. And we've got a very, uh, very fantastic guest on the show. We have Dan Burke, who is the CEO of the Young Harrow Foundation. And please, can you just tell us a little bit about that organization and how you got involved? No, I'd love to. Um, so Young Hair Foundation was set up six years ago, um, and it, it really is here to help local charities that are doing phenomenal work for young people. Charities that sometimes aren't the biggest, sometimes aren't the loudest on social media and others, but actually when you go and see programs, young people's lives are being tra- uh, changed and transformed because of their support. So we're here as a membership organisation for those charities. Uh, and we do a number of things. So the, the kind of key thing we do is try and raise money for them because actually, obviously, things cost money. But the other key things we do is is work with councils and government and, and other organisations to create like a network and an ecosystem so they can all work more effectively together. Uh, so it's a really broad thing. That's what we do. And one of the, the last things I'd say is one of the things we're really keen on as a young person foundation is making sure that we keep understanding and what is the real need of young people and how do we keep like putting um the microphone to which is an amazing show like this but keep putting the microphone to young people and saying hey what's really going on where are the pressures where are the struggles how does that look and how does that feel and what kind of services really could make a difference because when we feel we get those two worlds right we really can make a difference yeah, and you mentioned the services. So what kind of services are you really passionate about? At the moment, you probably do lots of different things. Um, is there any that, that stand out to you that you want to bring awareness to or that you're really passionate about? So, again, so we, as a membership, we have 230 charities, and I, we're p- passionate about all of them. Um, so like, I don't really want to say that there's a, a specific organization that their thing is, is magnificent. What I've seen is, um, for instance, we run funding and support for holiday programs, especially programs that will support people on free school or eligible for free school meals. And we we have seen some programs from a smaller state-based organization called My Yard doing some great work using food, positive activities to really work and support young people, all the way through to play providers that will support hundreds and hundreds of young people. But when you go and see their programs, every young person's got this big beaming smile. They're, you know, sometimes they're covered in slime or they're, you know, they're rolling around on something, but they're just having fun and it's amazing to see. And they're they're kind of the wider spectrum things. But obviously as an organization with the needs analysis that we do, things like mental health continue to be a real pressure. On, on our borough. So organizations like Mind and Harrow, Wish um, Center, looking at kind of um, self-harm and, and other kind of female-based kind of therapeutic support. Um, um, Mosaic, looking at LGBT and kind of mental health, which has been a really interesting piece of work that we funded and supported. Um, CAS, looking at autism and kind of um, how ADHD and autism is affecting young people. And then other things, so the, the common things that everyone sees all the time in social media, things like youth violence or pressure on people and being able to work with charities like Ignite and Hasvo and others that really are at the forefront. I think sometimes we, we see through things through lenses, don't we? So at the moment, we've sometimes seen lens of the police or we've seen lens through the kind of, oh, my gosh, this has happened. 
But we get to also see the lens of the charities that literally are on the front line, that through COVID, when everyone else was isolating, they were still out there trying to engage young people that are really needing support in all kinds of ways. Um, but yeah, so I, that wasn't really a specific answer. And I'm sure you were just looking for a really quick one on that one. But uh, hopefully it gives you a bit of a broad feeling. No, it's, it's really fascinating. And I want to know a little bit more how you got involved in the organisation yeah. and how your journey uh, how your journey got to that point was it through education or was this something that you kind of found yourself in or how, how did you kind of get into this position so uh, my my journey into youth work is a strange one there was no long-term plan there was no, no long-term vision into this when I was a young person I'd never really heard of a youth worker um, I came up with sport being a part of my life and playing rugby at kind of high level uh, I had a really bad injury which then made me leave school with thinking I had a career through rugby and suddenly finding myself completely like, oh no, what do I do? That, that was all I was really planning my life to evolve around. So who am I at 18 then if that's not the case? I hadn't really applied to university because there was no pressures to do that because of a career path. So I, I kind of remember sitting there weeks after finishing school and going, who am I? What am I doing? Um, I love DJing just for fun, like friends parties. So I was like, you know, I might as well, I know I'm good at that. So let's do that until I can figure this rest of this stuff out. And I, I got into DJing, went into clubs and I found myself loving being paid well and loving being as an 18 year old involved in this club life, but hating what I could see from the DJ pit, hating the, the violence, hating the drugs and alcohol, hating the, the culture that sometimes you are as a sober person watching and thinking, whoa, this, there's something really wrong here. There's something a bit dark here as well as it's, it's a great environment. So I then found myself getting involved in youth work, found myself then helping start a charity. Again, like I said, I just kept slipping into things. And then the charity did really well. Um, and then that I ran that charity for 15 years doing some amazing work. And then, yeah, and then slipped into this one. I was leaving that one and then, an organization that came up the the strap line was how do we help local charities that are really struggling and i'd run a charity for 15 years that really could have been supported that could have been supported to do more that could have been supported to to kind of develop and and sometimes finding yourselves as someone that really wants to make a difference but not knowing who to turn to that that is a little bit further on down the journey that you that would really give you that little gem that said don't spend your time doing that. Spend your time doing this or, or just tweak that. Or um, So, yeah, so now I'm loving this job, but um, but kind of slipped into each part of it. Do you find that is the same with all youth workers across the board? Do you think they all come in it through sort of untraditional? Yeah, and I think I think it's a real mixed um, a mixed kind of picture because you have some. Uh, at one point when I was running my last charity, I had about 26 youth workers at one point. Um, and I, I, looking back, I could probably see about 10 of them had come into youth work because they probably had been through quite a traumatic situation themselves for whatever reason and found themselves thinking, I don't want other people to have to go through what I've been through. So I'm going to fight the system. And, uh, and they've slipped into being a youth worker because there's a way of supporting young people not to be there. So that, you've got you've got those. I think you've got some that just don't want to sit behind a desk and have been look, were looking for jobs that meant they didn't have to do nine to five, sit behind a desk. They weren't really just passionate about raising money. And so it found themselves enjoying playing basketball, enjoying kind of spending quality time and inspiring young people. 
And then you had a couple that really like me had just slipped into it for some reason or another, maybe a friend or they turned up at a youth club. That was really cool. And then the youth club said, hey, do you fancy doing some work with us or do you fancy volunteering? And then you slipped into it. And I'd say on that, and it might be a question you've got coming up, volunteering is the thing that at the moment I don't see enough for young people because I think it's youth work is a genuine career option for young people. But one of the best ways is when they get a little bit of um, chance to lead and to be involved in something. And then they find their own passion of where that could lead. And, and they just let go to whether they set their own thing up, whether they work for another charity. But it's oft, what I've often seen all the days when I did a lot more youth work. It was when they were given the opportunity to lead that you saw some of them just develop into youth workers that you knew were going to transform lives. And it just happened to be just gave them a chance at the right time and I'd love to see more of that so let's do the flip side then you mentioned that you can get into youth work through it is a career path and it is a job so how can people do that if they if they know what they want to do mm. you recommended volunteering is a good way to kind of get in there is there any other sort of ways or is that, is that probably just the best way just you know make put put some time in and then naturally you'll get more opportunities to lead and run your own projects well, I think there's, there are different official paths. So obviously, there is the formal education. There is youth and community work degrees that then lead to normally placements within that degree. And those placements then start giving you from, from experience, but also contacts. And, and unfortunately, like everything, having a bit of a contact base really helps, in, especially when you're first trying to try and get into a career. Um, so I think there's there's that there's the volunteering there's the part time you know especially like in summer programs there's often part time positions that rather than just going and working at the supermarket there might be some part time roles in in charities that people hadn't really thought was an option for them so there's that and then there's all the way through to you just find the charity that there's something about it and it's you know, I, I get blessed having a job that I wake up in the morning and I love what I do. I look forward to making a difference. But sometimes people need the opportunity to try a couple of things until they find that thing. And for some person, like one of my good friends runs a business, will work 80 hours a week, but he loves what he does. And that's that's his thing. I wouldn't want to do that. I, I'd, I'd literally, I want to spend also time with my kids. And I also want to have other things. And I want to be part of a uh, of making the world a better place it's just what kind of gets me up in the morning and kind of makes me alive it doesn't make him alive it doesn't make him a bad person it, we're just very different and I think it's making sure young people are trying to figure out what is it that really gets you up and it's not that doesn't mean it's always the great and my job's really hard at times like all jobs um, and not everything's amazing and they would always like in this if you're in social work like kind of the social sector you're never going to be greatly rich and if that is the key thing that, that is really a driving factor probably don't get in the charity sector because you're going to feel frustrated a lot of the time but it's trying to find what is the thing that kind of gets you up and gets you excited who would you say then are your three most influential people to you they don't have to be you know famous people they could just be people in your lives that yeah. Have kind of put you on your path so let's have a think um so i when finishing school and going through that patch of not really having much identity i actually started getting involved in the church just happened to be i really kind of enjoyed just understanding about faith and the the youth pastor at the place a guy called Cy jones i think he's quite an influential person not because he was either there was a talk or because of a tra like an amazing transformation or anything like that but i I, I remember often thinking very kind of 
safe with him, things nearly safe to fail for him to, to go through discussions and not feel like I've got to put a persona on, I'm amazing, just to go, let's just talk about stuff. Let's. It's okay to have struggles. It's okay to not always be great. And let's just talk about that. So I, I think probably as a general one, that one, I think, you know, I'm a bit of a sports person. So someone like Muhammad Ali or something like someone that has just got that determination that high achiever. Yeah. And that just, and it, and yes, they've achieved, but actually it's the, it's behind the scenes scenes that made them achieve. Like there were some sportsmen that they just get, they pick up the sport and they're just amazing. Mm. There were others that, you know, are working longer hours and fighting harder in themselves mentally physically than other people those kind of people normally kind of make me excited in myself because I, I i don't just want to do something i want to make sure i'm putting everything i can to do that thing well uh, and whether that's a hobby or whether that's work it's just i think those people that have achieved greatness through that are inspirational to me and let's talk about rugby for a second because I, I don't know much about rugby but you why is tell the audience why do you think rugby is probably one of the i mean do you still think it's one of the best sports um because many people like playing football don't they or yeah, yeah, yeah they're into that but rugby is kind of a very um it's not it's a very popular sport we don't hear it yeah. often so uh, why, why why is that like what's so interesting about the game do you find well like you say do i i don't actually really watch your or definitely don't play because my injury i still couldn't play for years yeah. like um and I, I think rather than just speak specifically talking about football i think the question is why do we not go give more things a chance? You know, mm. you know, you find someone like at the moment, I love golf. And for many people, they'll be like, but golf is like the most boring thing you can ever do. But for me, yeah. those three to four hours, I can turn off and properly just center myself because you have to, you can't really play golf. I also love motorbike riding. So it's like the opposite end of the scale. I feel like I, I never get on my bike if I'm stressed about life because I know it's a very dangerous sport. Yeah. But when I'm not stressed in my life, I can just let go. I can, I can get my adrenaline kicking a little bit every now and again and stuff like that. But it's, I think it's about making sure as an individual, you're, you're always willing to try stuff because what sometimes you think you wouldn't like might be the thing that really gives you new confidence in yourself identity it builds something in you um like i'm a little bit into climbing because my wife's really into climbing when i first got into i've not really got the body shape for climbing i think you you really kind of need to be quite light and and kind of and taller is the best climbers my wife's really into climbing so i was like i'd love to try it and i've really enjoyed it but i've not it's not just the climbing the environment around climbing the people the all that kind of stuff so i you know i as an as an opportunity through this channel I'd say young people or all people, whatever age you are, we, we should be always looking for, do we have things in our life that we can genuinely enjoy? We genuinely look forward to. And if we don't go out and try something, go and play a sport you've never played, try something you've never done, do a hobby, do some art, you know, you know, get creative, whatever it takes, because life just seems to get, and I think COVID's really made this, I don't know about for you, but for me, COVID hit and we were all struggling about isolating and, and suddenly like the world's nearly slowing down to a halt. But the really great thing for me was reminding myself, actually, I need other things. I can't just like work really long hours and just bolt some other bits on. I think we all, we have, we have 
have to find things in our lives that are more than just the things we do. We have to look forward to things and we have to create networks around us, which sport is a great way of doing that, a network of people that you can genuinely get on with. But um, again, I don't feel like I'm giving you set answers today, but uh, but hopefully that kind of makes sense to the well, that's where no, it does no, because it's where I'm at in life, and I'm encouraging the audience to make vision boards and to really go out Absolutely. and seek these um these things that might just seem arbitrary, like oh, like you mentioned climbing, which is on my list as well. I'm not trying to be a professional climber at all, you know. Yeah. I don't have to be the best at it, but it's something that you know, yeah. new environments, networks, just like you said. Yeah. Is, is there any other tips that you've got that could be for? You've already covered my question, which was advice for young people, but any advice or things that they could do to improve their lives, especially since the pandemic, there, there might yeah. be a lot of people have been, you know, disappointed. But what, what are ways that people can rebuild and do these subtle things that can improve their lives? Is there any things that? Yeah, um, I think for me, looking back, some of the stuff that I think I'm really pleased I was, one is I was genuinely wanting to be great at whatever I did. And this isn't me trying to say, look at me. It was more, it didn't matter if I had a job where I was, like my first job was was in a in a bar in a golf shop, I, I, in a golf kind of place. And then I moved to another one. And the first couple of jobs were pretty rubbish around while I was building my DJing. Um, but I, I genuinely wanted to be great. And like, so the people came by, I wanted to know more. I wanted to know their names. I wanted to make them feel like when they came back that they were like, oh, damn, you know, and you could see them light up when they they saw you, you know. It wasn't just doing something because someone was going to give me a paycheck. It was doing it well and doing it great. And and I think that that early want to do that has helped me across, like it's helped me, it's definitely given me opportunities. If I was someone that just did what needed to be done, I genuinely don't think I would have been given some amazing opportunities. There's opportunities that have fallen into my lap because people have seen something that I didn't know they were watching at that, at that point in time, whether it's just a, a management role and you were just not expecting that or whether it's a real life opportunity. But it, it often wasn't when I, and again, people's lives are different. But for me, it wasn't when I was searching it that those things came up. It was that when I was being genuinely good and and hardworking and willing to put in the hours and willing to make sure that that I'm I, I feel my values and my core and everything about it is good that's when opportunities seem to happen so that's one the other one I'd say is I am a massive believer that we you, if if you're bored then start figuring out what scares you and st- start doing some of that you know if 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 you're bored and you're finding yourself at home and you struggle making friends, go out and scare yourself and make some friends. Go and speak to people at the park, like climbing wall. I would advise anyone that doesn't have any friends, go to the, like Harrow Wall if you're Harrow or other places. I can guarantee you, if you're willing just to say hello, you'll have some friends by the end of the evening. Um, and there's, and I think sometimes we, I think especially with social media, it's getting even worse. We isolate ourselves and those fears become real barriers to being able to achieve things in life and unless you're literally willing to say you know what, i'm going to go out and i'm going to scare myself i'm going to do something that like imagine if you were if you're willing to literally walk up like there's loads of people at the park this yesterday i noticed because it was hot just go and literally sit with a group of people the same kind of age and say hey i know you don't know me but I'm, I'm trying to scare myself i just want to come and get to know people you that experience and that learning will probably be more memorable than all the kind of some of the formal training you'll do and stuff like that so a big thing i believe in is if life's a bit boring, then go out and try and skate in good ways. Don't do things that are scary. Like I'm not asking you to 
all start parachuting or something like that. But do yeah. stuff that, that bring that fear factor into your life. It really, yeah. I think it's a really positive thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so that so it might not be parachuting, but it might be doing an art class, yeah, or going go karting or swimming or something, yeah. something new. Okay, I'm liking this. This is really positive stuff. So let's talk about the Harrow Foundation just before we 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 go. Yeah, where can people find um, your organisation? Where's the website that people can look this up and? Um... Yeah, yeah, so we'd love to have, let people have a look at our website, which is www.younghowfoundation.org. Um, one of the key things, if you click on the young people link, there's over, I think it's over 300 local projects in Harrow this next week. So if you are looking for one of these things, I want to go and try and do something. I want to go and get involved in something. Or if you're struggling, then there are some amazing charities doing some amazing things. So look at that one, click on young people, click on activities and have a look at there. Um, obviously there's a whole load of other things on the website by all means have a look at um, and we're you know we're always interested on in finding out ways that young people can be more supportive um, so so yeah contact us if you need to but more importantly contact a local charity that you could really benefit from fantastic well I really appreciate you coming on the show and thank you so much for, for spreading awareness and your upbeat attitude as well with the positivity which is which is the key thing yeah. Um, so thank you very much and we'll see you soon thank you so much it's been great to be on the show have a great day bye bye